0: Fantastic fans of the gloves are off to an episode so enticing, so daring one might scoff. Coaches, managers, players, one minute they are loved, neck minute they're gone. Did they walk or were they shoved? They signed on with the promise of success, thrills and more. Then they're out on their backside, pushed aside, shown the door. So sit back and enjoy as Dirty Gordito and Rye Driver talk the deadly stabbing of backs and the occasional survivor. Yes, ladies and gents, we present an exciting show, so jam-packed, as we discuss and dissect the tantalising topic of sacked. In Spanish,
1: it's adios. The Italians say arrivederci. The French use au revoir. In Japan, they say saranada. And in Russia, it's (laughs) Nikovsky. However, in the cutthroat and ruthless world of sport, it's time's up. Yeah, you're fired. Your bags are packed. Get out of here. You're sacked.
0: In the delightful Sport FM world, we offer you, the luminous listener, the opportunity to call 9418 7700 or text 0429 913 913 if you have a sensational sacking you'd like to discuss. The laudable listener prize of $100 cash is up for grabs thanks to Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services. To win the $100, we want your creative comments, your outspoken opinions, your innovative ideas. Adrian
1: Slater is an absolute sensation when it comes to financial management. Isn't he, hey? yeah. And we want your sensational observation, your ingenious thoughts, and you can win that thousand. Sorry, no, $100 cash. Don't think,
0: do. We've also got a Pancho's voucher for the first caller with a correct answer to today's quirky quiz question. Yeah, Here it comes. Good one. Name the VFL AFL coach sacked after taking his club from the bottom of the table to five grand finals. Now, wasn't he a four-time premiership coach at a previous club there, oh, Yes, no, yes time. he was. Yep. Call 94187700 to win that fabulous Pancho's voucher. Now, here's a quick question for you, ride Driver. Oh, yeah, go <laughs> on. Uh-huh. Who was the VFL-AFL coach who dragged his club through its lowest ebb, doing more damage to the club's reputation than any previous person, yet... The club fought tooth and nails to retain him as coach and not sack him. Oh yeah, of course. James (laughs) Heard.
1: Amazing that the club and fans tried to support him. In the end, the adults walked into the room and Asada said, James, it's time to go.
0: You're right. Up until he was caught with his hand in the supplements jar, Heard must have thought that he was King Midas because everything he touched seemed to turn to gold. Premierships Norm Smith medal Then along came Dr Dank And Hurd's career Spiralled into the abyss And on another note I believe you have A list ride driver Of a few English Premier League coaches Who were told Their services Were no longer required Jose Mourinho Has been Sacked
1: five times Five Five times Chelsea 2007 Real Madrid 2013 Back to Chelsea again Sacked 2015 Manchester United 2018 Tottenham 2021 All up He's been paid out roughly $178 million for contract terminations. And then there's Frank DeBoer. He was sacked as manager of Crystal Palace in 2017, just 77 days after the job and 30 days
0: into the season. Amazing stuff, right, driver? Hey, what about the Fleet Foxes winning so sensationally back in 2016 and then sacking the coach the following season? What the heck?
1: Claudio Ranieri who won the English Premier League as manager of Leicester City an incredible performance against all odds they sacked him nine months later look here's a few of what the uh, boys from Leicester thought
2: of it thank you for changing this club because it's now something that I never thought it would be and that's Premier League winners
1: and Eric you've made not just one year 58 years of being a Leicester supporter you are the man you are my man thank you I
2: absolutely love you. Get in there, my son.
1: Claudio, we love you. Everyone in Leicester loves you. Thank you Thank for coming. You so much. And supporting our club so brilliantly. Thank you.
0: No doubt there's a bitter taste left with many sports sackings. Mm. But how bad was the sacking of Bill Laurie as Australian captain in 1971? Oh. He was sacked as captain and dropped from the team to play the final Ashes Test in Sydney despite a consistent series in which he was second in the Australian batting averages.
1: Utterly disgraceful Bill Laurie was a wonderful servant of Australian cricket And he deserved better
0: Damn right, the selectors at the time Sir Donald Bradman, Neil Harvey and Sam Loxton Failed to tell Laurie of the news He found out from radio reports Possibly early editions of the gloves are off The Australian Cricket Board did not approve of Laurie's letter of complaint regarding the terrible conditions the Australian players were exposed to in the 1969-70 tours of India and South Africa. I should have woke up that something was on because Sam Watson was one of the selectors with Harvey and Bradman at the time and Sam was a Victorian. When I I went to see Sam he'd caught the six o'clock plane back from Adelaide which I thought
1: at the time that's strange. So I pick up the phone and it's Alan Shield writing for the news in those days. And Alan says, congratulations, mate. I said, what on, Sheffield? He said, you're captain of Australia. I'll never forget. what I said, you're joking. He said, no, they've sacked
0: Laurie and you're captain of Australia. I just would have thought after 25 tests that maybe a brandman would have said, look, you're going to miss out tomorrow.
1: And when I got home that night, I said to my wife at the time, uh, Kay, um, I said, uh, I walked in the door and she said congratulations or something or other. And my response was, The bastards will never get me like that. The way the ACB treated the players in the 70s was very miserable. It was. The bloke at the gate was paid more than the players on the field. Hopeless. Eventually, this led to the formation of World Series cricket in 1977, and Bill Laurie was back
0: as a commentator. Oh, what a fantastic commentator Bill Laurie was. Oh, yeah, oh we was. loved him. Hey, we go, it? Billy. He was exciting. Hey, here's a text from Daryl from Yokine, yeah. who has suggested Glenn Hoddle as an interesting case.
1: Oh, the Tottenham superstar. Mm. One of the players, Maradona,
0: dribbled around yeah. to score that gold in the World Cup final of 1986. That's was it? that it. Yes, was that yes, yes. Talking of dribbling. Hoddle was sacked as manager of the England soccer team in 1999 after he stated the following opinion regarding the disabled. Mm. He said, You and I have been physically given two hands and two legs and half-decent brains. Some people have not been born like that. For a reason, he mm. said. The karma is working from another lifetime. I have nothing to hide about that. It's only peep, not only people with disabilities. What you sow, you have to reap. Disgusting. Ugh. Sacking is far too
1: good for him. Mm. See you later. See
3: you later,
1: You're listening to the clubs are offered ride, drive and dirty good detail on Sport FM 91.3, and our theme is sacked.
0: Hey, we haven't received a correct answer yet for the quirky quiz question oh. we asked: Who was sacked after taking his club from the bottom to five VFL AFL grand finals? Oh, I
1: got a few incorrect responses on the text line here, yeah. including Norm Smith, mm. David Parker, oh, yeah. Ronald Borassi, oh. Jock McHale. Mm. Can you give the listeners a bit more of a hint there, mate? You know, yeah. like uh, did he like t-shirts?
0: Oh, yes, yes, he loved wearing a good T-shirt or a cup of tea.
1: Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning?
0: Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stress-less, personable
1: approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances.
0: In a pleasant and professional manner. Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services.
1: Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call
0: 0412-401-772 now. Another sacking from the world game. Very interesting, this one. South Korean star Anjun Wan scored the golden goal against Italy in the 2002 World Cup, which put the Italians out of the tournament. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. Yeah. Yes, actors. right. I know you're not a fan of the I'm Italian not. soccer team. But we do have a rather large following throughout Italy. So oh, we do. We do. As I was saying... Arne kicked the goal that sent Italy out of the 2002 World Cup. The whole of Italy fumed at what they perceived as a national outrage. The Italians percolated, espressoed, cappuccinoed, cafe latteed, and mercatioed, and it cost Arne his job. He'd been on loan at Perugia, and the club president promptly sacked him for his World Cup goal scoring effort sacked because he scored a goal in the World Cup against Italy? Mate, Aye? the Italians don't muck around if they think somebody's done the wrong thing. Here's another question for you, Rollicking Rye. Yeah. What do these fine footballers all have in common? Ken Sheldon, Stan Elves, Tim Watson, Malcolm Blight, Grant Thomas, Scott Waters and Alan Richardson. Mmm, all sacked by the St Kilda Football Club in the last 30 years, Got eh? Give them their
1: marching orders.
0: Oh, right? when the Saints come go marching, marching in. Now, come on, who's on your list of Aussie rules coaches sacked there? Guy McKenna's up first here. Gold Coast,
1: gone, 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 and goodbye. Did you know that mm-hmm. he was the first player ever ordered from the ground under the Blood Rule? No. Then in March against St Kilda in 1999, McKenna did it again, and became the third captain in league history yeah. to call for a head count. What, what was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, both teams were even. Ah, got his maths wrong. He did, he did. <laughs> uh, Mick Malthouse terminated by the Carlton Blues in 2000 and
3: 2015. <laughs>
1: Oh, Brendan McCartney let go and got dropped by the dogs. Justin Lepich was sacked by the Lions as senior coach after three seasons with the club at the end of the 2016 season. Oh, here's a good one. Robert Walls, a blue, a lion, a bear, a tiger.
0: Oh, one more and he'd probably receive a set of steak knives or wine glasses, I'm pretty sure. It was revealed in the video, Passion to Play, Mm. that in Walls' first year
1: as Brisbane Bears coach in 1991, Walls instructed his players to don the boxing gloves and beat a 21-year-old teammate. Shane Stremple until he was severely bashed and blooded.
0: I remember that Stremple was a catalyst in Swan Districts winning the 1990 grand final against Claremont when he kicked four goals. Good on him. I was there at that time. Mark Williams,
1: Cheerio Choco, got the chop in 2010. Tony Shaw, to be sure, to be sure, to be sure, gone without a party in 1999. And then Tricky Ricky Lee Nixon. (laughs) Nixon was a pioneer in marketing of prominent athletes in Australia with his club team of AFL players that included... Gary Abbott Sr., Wayne Carey,
0: Jason Dunstall, Tony Lockett, and Gary Lyon. Oh, his flying starts players included Matthew Richardson, oh. Ben Cousins, Nick Revolt, and Tom Hawkins. That's correct. Then his
1: drinking, cocaine habit, his drink driving charge, leaving the scene of an accident, assault against his former fiance, and an inappropriate relationship with a 17 year old girl.
0: Mate, I call that lost the lot gate.
1: Yeah, however, in 2000, get hold of this, mate, in 2013, Nixon launched a stand up comedy routine called Chicken Train. Oh, what about Dennis Pagan out? to pasture, Dennis, banished to the top paddock in 2007. Barry Hall, Hall of Fame. Not! No! Punched Brett Staker in the head and should have been banned for a year. Eventually kicked out of the Sydney Swans in 2009. Jason Acomanis, hand standing out of the lion's cage in 2006, into the doghouse where he was sacked again in 2010.
0: Yeah, listen, Ooh. the gloves are off with Dirty Good E-Tone Ride Driver on Sport FM 91.3, and we're talking sacked. Yeah. Join the show, and you could win $100 cash from Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services. In the absence of jolly Justin Lyne.
1: it's good to see Tony McHale has dropped in to help mm. out with lighting the candles in preparation for a little bit of Psychic Sacrifice.
0: I can feel the supernatural waves already starting to tingle as I mentally prepare. Strap yourself in,
1: sports fans. The lights have dimmed and the supernatural juices are beginning to flow. It's time for...
0: psychic Sacrifice.
1: Welcome to the part of the show where the gifted Gordito predicts the sporting future.
0: Yes, thanks very much, Redoubtable Rye. My cards are laid out ready to be read. My Scanlon's VFL footy cards. My crystal ball is ready to illuminate and visualise. My crystal kookaburra ball that shall foretell the future. The psychic connection is strengthening. Rye, right. call the cards out as I turn them over.
1: Ah, oh, shimmel, shimmel, bush, yeah. Kevin Bulldog Murray.
0: Mike Fitzpatrick, Carlton Skipper. I see a short man with a bad temper. I see the letters A, C. Mm, Hmm, A-C-D-C?
1: Alice Cooper? Al Capone? Agatha Christie? Oh, I know.
0: Apollo Creed? No, no, it's Alistair Clarkson. Clarkson will be announced as coach of... I see the letter H. Oh,
1: no way. Clarkson's not going back to Hawthorne, is he?
0: No, Hobart.
1: The Hobart Hedgehogs. (laughs) Wow, the Hedgehogs. Looking forward to that. You've heard it here first on the Gloves Are Off Psychic Sacrifice. Come on, turn a few more cards there, Enchanted One. Oh, Michael Roach, the tiger, yeah. Timmy Watson, yeah, the bomber. Oh, Peter's cracker Keenan, what a nutcase.
0: I can see a person singing well-known songs with the initials N, D. Neil Diamond making a comeback? No, I can see a solitary man, a sports person, putting out an album. Oh, please don't tell me it's Peter McKenna or Mark Jackson
1: or that crazy Warwick Capper again.
0: No, I see a thin man making a racket No, no, that, that's him trying to sing He's holding a racket It's Novak Djokovic
1: Oh, no! <laughs> well, I guess he might as well if he's not playing tennis
0: Novak Djokovic will sing the Tom Petty hit I Won't Vax Down <coughs> The Rolling Stones song Jumpin' Vax Flash The Daddy Cool song Come Vax Again The ACDC song Vax in Black Cher's song, If I Could Turn Vax Time, and the Beatles classics, Get Vax, and All You Needle Is Love. Oh, amazing, I
1: tell you. Turn some more cards, please, Gifted Gordito. Oh, Rodney Eade, The the Rocket, Rodney Eed, Alex the Jet, Jezzelinko.
0: Oh, Jeff Rains, Tiger, Pie. I sense a high-profile retirement. A man with a title. An Englishman.
1: Oh no, not another Prince Andrew scandal.
0: No, this man has respect. I see the initials. L. H. Larry Hagman? Larry Holmes? Lou Hode! No, this man is a driver. Like my driver? No, this man has ability. Ah, all right, I know. It has to be Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yes, resilient driver. Oh, beauty! Sir Lewis will retire to pursue a more dangerous occupation. It would have to be challenging with a high degree of risk. But what could be more dangerous than Formula One? Sir Lewis Hamilton retires from Formula One to follow his dream. Yes? As a Perth taxi driver. Oh, no! Truly, I can't
1: believe it. But if the great Gordito has seen it, I know it'll happen. Good luck, Lewis. There you have it, sports fans. That gifted one has spoken. Remember... If you choose to bet, do so responsibly by following the great Gordito's predictions. That brings to a conclusion another exciting edition of... Psychic Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning?
0: Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stress-less, personable
1: approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances.
0: In a pleasant and professional manner. Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services. Home loans, investment loans
1: and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772 Now. Good evening, Mike. Good
0: evening, fellas. Yeah. How are you going? Hello there, Mike. Yeah,
1: great to hear your voice what you there, got for buddy. Us?
4: Oh, I thought I might have a crack at the quiz, boys. Yeah, oh, hey. It's You're a bit quirky. It, yeah. Good luck.
1: Yeah, come on, Mike.
4: Well, all right. So, this is what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were bottom of the ladder at the time. I'm not sure if he was technically sacked or... It was just the contract not getting renewed. But my guess is
3: Alistair
0: Clarkson. Alistair Clarkson and What do you reckon? It's quite five, a low when, they, yeah. when he started Maybe at a bit
1: earlier than that, Mike.
0: Well, nah, no, shaking her head. Yeah. We've got to go no. Sorry, Mike.
1: Yeah, Mike, I want you to hang up. No, hang up and come back at somebody else. Absolutely. And have another crack. <laughs> Will do Yeah, good on you Thanks for your call, Mike Misses out Thank on that we... Pancho's yeah, voucher yeah, well. But that's okay There's plenty more question, callers Tough question He wore a t-shirt, didn't he? Mm. Emma from Bayswater Good evening
2: Oh, hi, Steve and Rye How are you?
1: Yeah oh, Great Brilliant We haven't so, heard Emma's voice for a little while No, we've missed you, Emma Sorry for the wait How can we help?
2: Oh, it's okay Oh, well, I just want to say that The Glow Are Off is my favourite radio show, and no wonder why you are so popular in South America. Oh, wow. Well,
0: hey, one of our greatest oh, fans, I reckon. I'm touched. Can we give her a prize just for that? Or, we no, can, again. please. Mino's shaking head. Yep. <laughs> no, that, what is, yes or no? No. <laughs> I think she...
1: Let's give her a prize. I yeah. wonder what Emma's going to talk about yeah. tonight. What Emma? do you reckon? I don't know. It could be anything. Soccer? Maradona?
2: No, I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned Brendo Cebola. Oh. Uh, didn't he get tucked?
0: From two clubs. What do you reckon of that? Ah, uh, Brendan Fobal, we're talking about, sacked from three clubs, wasn't he? Mate, he was sacked from every damn club he walked into, but he could play the game. He could. kick 99 goals one season there for uh, Carlton. Yeah. Went up to Brisbane, had a shot up there, and he it's just couldn't keep out of trouble, could he?
1: No, he had a gambling problem, oh, didn't gambling, he? Gambling, drinking... You know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars in oh, one night mate, at the casino, yeah. All
0: sorts of personal issues, and, embarrassed
1: um, himself. Well, wasn't he a reporter for a footy show at the uh, yeah, Brownlow? and a clown and of
0: himself on oh, TV. What? That what? Yeah. That is a sensational suggestion there from Emma from Bayswater. And i tell you what, Emma, yeah. you are in with a chance of that $100 prize. Yeah, great to hear your oh, voice.
2: wonderful. Thank you, bye.
0: She, it's her favourite radio show
5: exactly. ever, Big How G,
0: from East Perth.
2: Oh,
5: another fan.
0: We missed you last week, Big G. How are you? Oh,
5: yeah, good. where is How are you going? Great to talk to you tonight, yep. gentlemen.
0: Going
1: big.
5: Hey, uh, Tom Hafey.
0: Yeah. Tom Hafey, are you asserting <laughs> that that might be the answer to the quiz question?
5: Yep. Yeah, I just caught I caught the, the, the gifts of the quiz question a few minutes ago, <laughs> and I reckon you were. Yeah, t shirts. Right? But Tommy Hafey, yeah. Jo- He got sacked after five premierships Correcto Mundo
1: Well he blew that one in 1977 Ah, The draw And he flogged them the following week And Barassi Barassi was one step ahead of him Mm. Told his boys be calm And he just had that bit more experience And a bit more sense And he he kept them calm Whereas Tommy Hafey flogged them and of yeah. course, the rest well, is
0: history, and North Melbourne won by about 10 goals, I think. They did indeed, yeah. and of course, three-quarter time of that drawn grand final, Collingwood's up by 27 points, yeah. and Hayfie yeah. tells the story, there's trainers going around patting players on the back as if there's already already won, and he's got to tone it down, yeah. and say, so, come on, you know, we've still got another quarter to play here, mm. but he did take into five grand finals, and then get sacked in 1983. Good on you, Big G, you've Big won a Pancho's voucher. Anything you want to
1: add to oh,
5: that, yeah. Big G? Just, just one thing. Have you talked about Kevin Barlett sacking? No. Okay. Well, I, 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 Kevin obviously Kevin Barlett got sacked by Richmond.
6: Yep. And he was
5: very, very bitter. He declared that he would never step foot in the Richmond boardroom or something to that effect until every person on the board that had been involved with the board and sacked him was gone from the club. That's right. So, look, I, I reckon he didn't go back about 15 years or more. So oh, I don't I know how, probably... how true it is, but he was... True I mean, word. Kevin was very, very bitter.
0: Twenty, twenty five years even.
5: He certainly yeah.
0: stuck to his word all right.
5: He did not step <laughs> one think, foot. Yeah, no, you think he weakened, but no, Kevin was not weakening and uh,
0: And of course one of the all time greats of the Richmond Football Club. Did you like K B running around celebrating those goals, Big G? Oh,
5: he was good. His 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 uh his long hair or his wispy hair or whatever, <laughs> but uh Oh, yeah, he had and, um, oh, he pace.
1: Oh, he's quick, wasn't he? He was an absolute champion. One of my, my favourite three, Love kicking I all the time. Oh. 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 Uh,
5: just leave on one clear, and you probably, you've already touched on it. I'm astounded, absolutely astounded, how many AFL coaches get the sack. Like, oh. it was just mind-boggling. Ridiculous. Anyway.
6: Oh, thank you, Big G.
0: Almost
5: like a trend. Have a good...
0: Almost like a fashion. We should do a fashion and trends episode. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, not done that one, did. Yeah. I
5: will say one thing. I reckon some coaches aren't... Uh, I reckon they have a four-year lifespan. I just
1: think that they wear themselves out. They wear their welcome out. You
5: know, Ross Lyon. Ross Mick Malthouse was another one. Yeah, that that's about up. it. It's on yeah. they go. Simo's getting close then, hey?
0: Yeah, Simo's a great coach, but great man. Anyway. Mate, thanks a lot, Big G. Brian from Burns Beach. Brian. I hope it's not Brian Taylor. And I'll tell you what. i tell you what. It's worn me out, right? I'm a bit exhausted, mate, after that psychic concentration that just drains my energy. But here's a text anyway Here's a text from Legzy from Melville Suggesting NFL great Tom Landry Tell us more yeah, Dallas Cowboy
1: owner Jerry Jones Sacked the legendary Cowboys coach Tom Landry In 1988 One day after Buying the franchise Landry had taken The Cowboys to the Super Bowl
0: five times And won twice Oh bet That was a popular Decision oh, I've got another text Here yep. from Dr Steve from South Perth Mentioning David Blatt Oh didn't he briefly Coach the NBA Oh sure yeah. did yeah. David Black coached the Cleveland Cavaliers from 2014 to 2016. He took them to the final in the first season. They sacked him midway through the following season... And then they won the championship a few months after he was sacked. Incredible. Here's a text from Steve from Wanneroo mentioning
1: Ian Botham, 1981.
0: Well, we haven't heard from Steve for a while. Apparently he's been going fishing on Tuesday evenings <laughs> right. instead of listening to us. Mm-hmm. Not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, Botham resigned just before he got the sack as England captain after the second test of the 1981 Ashes series. His record as captain was 12 tests, For zero wins Mm. Not the best I know Yes Steve, I know, I know Both of them went on to win the next three tests Almost single handed And ensured that the Ashes stayed in England So come on Dirty What do you know about the great Norm Smith? Yeah, I know that Norm Smith played over 200 games for Melbourne Including three premierships But he never won a Norm Smith medal No Hey, didn't Smith get given his marching orders from the D's? <laughs> Norm Smith was one of the greatest and most influential coaches ever. Toughness
1: and teamwork was his code for success. Of ten years coaching Melbourne, they played in ten finals and won six premierships. He was a strict disciplinarian and was known as the Demon Dictator or
0: the Red Fox. I presume the Red Fox was because of his hair and not some dodgy Melbourne night spot like the old elephant and Wheelbarrow. In 1965, after winning six of nine games, he
1: was sensationally sacked, Which started the curse of Norm Smith A curse that lasted 56 years Eventually, cooler heads prevailed And the demons asked Norm to come back again
3: Come back again I'm just crazy about you, babe I spoke to your mum and I spoke to
2: your dad Said I was crazy, it made me feel sad
1: Brian Brian from Burns Beach. Hello,
2: Brian. So can you hear me better, boys? Yeah, Absolutely. that's fantastic. Absolutely. Wonderfully.
1: Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there. Right, a few first, I like
2: the There predictions there by Dirty. I think we should all get on board for those ones. As we um, said, do um, I've, I've so responsibly. Of, um, I've got a bit of intel from my brother Ben from Burns Beach. He oh, couldn't call okay. tonight, but oh, I'd yeah. call on his behalf.
0: Okay. Good on you.
2: So... I would say that the most sensational sacking would have to be Israel Folau, which I was happy I was able to get in there early.
1: Good one. We so have mentioned him.
2: There, so there were some controversial comments that he made in regards to homosexuality, like them having to go to hell, and he even alluded to the bushfires of 2019 being partly responsible what due to homosexuality. So Rugby Australia were quick to um, sack him. And then even more sensationally, He set up a GoFundMe page to raise money for his court cases, which was then taken down. And then the Australian Christian Lobby would then actually raise over $2 million to fund his court case. So there's a lot of conjecture around there. So I think that was definitely the most controversial case.
0: Brian Mm -hmm. from Burns Beach, I tell you what. We've had some good ones, but that's possibly rocketed to the top.
1: Yeah, forget about Ben. We've got Brian. Brilliant. Thank,
2: yeah. Thank you uh, very I'm much. I'll that as well. Yeah, please do. Mate, that was
0: absolute controversial. Plus times 100. Went through the court.
2: Hey, okay, catch you later, boys. Good on you, Hi. Brian.
0: You keep listening to the Gloves Are Off, pal. Thank you. More callers there, right?
1: No, we're having a break for a while. Look, I see you've got a rather extensive list of coaching records that Big G was talking about, some
0: notable VFL, AFL coaches, mate. Uh, Let's go. These coaches, many of them big-name players, including six Brownlow medalists, have some of the worst coaching records in the history of the VFL, AFL. One point I'd like to make very strongly is the frequency with which great Players make poor coaches compared to the struggling players who often make excellent coaches. Mm. And I'm going to say number on. one here, our mate Kevin Bulldog Murray. Yeah. Loved him as a player. What a brilliant footballer he was. Back of my mighty Fitzroy Lions in 1963 yeah. 64. 34 games of coaching, zero wins. No. Zero. zero. Hayden Bunton Senior. <sighs> Coach Fitzroy. Eight in games two
1: wins eleven percent. One of Brownlow. Your mate Bernie Quinlan from the Roys. Nine in games, two wins, eleven hey? percent. Fitzroy, mate, they're copping it. I know. What about Bucky? Wow. Mm-hmm. He won his first game against the Eagles, but in Sydney beat him, yeah, but Gary uh, Buccanara. Gary Buccanara. Rossi Smith. Although Ross Smith did coach
0: Subiaco for the premiership Subi. in nineteen seventy three. That's correct. Royce Hart hasn't got that excuse. Super no. player. Yep. Only got the eight wins from the fifty-three games. That's fifteen percent before he got sacked. Oh, yeah. Mark Neal oh. mm. Come on, get 15%, it. Fifteen percent, I believe. Get Mark Neal thought he was a man on a mission with his innovative ideas. In reality, he was a pretend tough guy, a try hard who tried way too hard to make an impression. He sacked former captain Brad Green and Ferris and best Brent Maloney, ignored the leadership aspirations of Nathan Jones and Aaron Davy, no. then appointed two 20 year olds as co captains, Jack Trengove and Jack Grimes, on the back of pathetic data and statistics that suggested these two were going to be great leaders. In effect, it destroyed them as footballers while showing a massive disrespect for the senior players, and the club was quickly in a disarray. Oh. Kneeled, Tried to talk tough at press conference, conferences, but his miserable man management, ridiculous rhetoric, were an embarrassment to AFL football. I hope you're feeling better after
1: that. Are you? Yeah. Justin Lepage we
0: talked about now. Guy McKenna. Yeah. Get it off your chest, and then we can move on. 27% for Guy McKenna. The next bloke on the list is Dean Bailey with 27%. The only difference is Dean Bailey was tanking games, oh, not trying to win. They call him Tank Bailey. Guy was trying to win games and got the same percentage. Guy Brian McKenna was given the best young players in the country, plus the indisputable best player in the competition in Gary Ablett Jr., yet found a way to make a complete shambles of the job and the club.
1: Oh, Timmy Watson didn't do too good at St oh, Kilda there. 44, eight, 44 games, 28 per cent. Daryl Bulldocks and Kilda, by Love yep. him. He was crook. Talk Kevin, Kevin Barlett Barlet. we talked about. Tony Shaw, Collingwood, 88 games, was a hero captain, came back. Peter Knights.
0: Peter Knights, oh, one Brisbane of our... Brisbane and Hawthorne, oh, did he coach Hawthorne too? Brilliant player, only 35% as a captain, mm-hmm. I mean, as a, as a coach. And, of course, like you said earlier, Tony Shaw, there's not a great history of guys going back to the yep. club that they no. played for, is no. there? No.
1: Anyone I'll else? Just, oh, well, this guy I'm just going to mention quickly because I love him. Bob Skilton. Not a great coaching record? No... Went to South Melbourne And Melbourne there Graham Farmer Geelong 66 games thirty.
0: Not a great coaching record in the VFL Although yeah,
1: Coached West Perth To the 69-71 Premiership there
0: Because he had great. Graham Farmer
1: in his team Yeah good We didn't we have, have that at Geelong Jared Neesham Fremantle Michael Boss What about Bossy I reckon Vossie might go alright at the Blues. Mm-hmm. Teddy Whitten, uh, 40%, 225
0: games he coached the Squires for, and then of course Tony, Jewel, Tony who's a Jewel. premiership coach, still coming in at 40% with his uh, coaching record. Yeah. Not good, mate. There's some superstar footballers there yeah. who just didn't quite crack it as a coach. Well, now it's
1: time for a few of these stars. The stars
3: are
0: Welcome to Stars in 45, the greatest sports quiz since Tony Barber left Sailor Century. This week's sensational prize is... A free Dusty's Duster. That's right, Tiger fans, your favourite player, Dustin Martin, has just released his powerful range of house cleaning equipment, highlighted by the revolutionary Dusty's Duster. Hard to reach cobwebs are no longer a problem with the Dusty's Duster extendable tattoo-covered handle. Don't argue with Dusty's Duster. (laughs) Buy now and receive a free pair of yellow and black chopsticks with every purchase. Dusty's Duster, a great clean with no fluster.
1: Well, the driver household would never be a spick and span without the use of Dusty's Duster. Mm. And I know for a fact that Jacob Lansmere does his weekly cleaning run around Sport FM studio. He refuses to use... Any other brand of Duster. He does, I tell you what, and something else to look forward to, Dusty is now working on a new product, a new range of mops, vacuum cleaners and toilet
0: brushes. Oh, can't wait for oh. that.
3: Brilliant.
0: So to have a crack at that Dusty's Duster Prize on Stars and 45, be the first to answer the following question. As Australian cricket coach in 2013, Mickey Arthur dropped four players from a test match for not handing their homework in. Who were they?
1: Well, this led to Nicky Arthur being sacked not long after. Mm. Poor old Nicky, can't you understand? You take me
0: by the heart when you take me by the hand. Quick off the mark, we have a winner. We have T-Bone from Westminster. T-Bone Welcome from Stars Westminster on the line, T-bone and he correctly answered Mitchell Johnson, Usman Khawaja, Shane Watson, and James oh, Pattinson. Welcome to Starsman 45, T-Bone from Westminster.
6: How are you guys down there in radio land? Oh, yeah, working pretty hard. Well yeah, we, good on you.
0: Yeah, no, always love to have a, a, a fresh voice and a, a fresh name there in T-Bone. Yeah, no, we haven't had any uh, stakes on the show before. So here we go with 45 seconds, T-Bone. I'm going to be naming a range of sports stars. You need to respond with the sport that was their claim to fame. Here we go. Jane Torval.
6: Ooh, Jane Torval. She'd been testing positive for ice all of her life, but that that would be expected, wouldn't it? But look, her partnering with Dean in the early days put ice skating on the front of sport worldwide, so good luck to her. Alan Lamb. Oh, Alan Lamb, a South African turned pom. That's, that's a few of those about. But uh, nonetheless, a very good player and only five foot eight. Not a big man, average in the mid 30s. True story. He got out cheap at the whacker once when I was here and he was storming off in a really bad mood. And I said, like, lambs to the slaughter. And gee, didn't he give me a look?
0: <laughs> and Boris Becker.
6: Boris Becker. Bit of a one hit wonder. Nicknamed Boom Boom. Should have been the ginger ninja, because ninjas show up, then they disappear. Ted Whitten. Oh, Ted Whitten, known as Mr. Football for good reason. He played in three competitions as a 15-year-old and won all three Ferris and Best. That's unbelievable. So say no more about Teddy. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, a true legend, and he was once invited to play cricket. He actually collaborated with Bradman and they they swapped stories and he did want to have a crack at cricket and he got together with an Australian coach in the UK, had a few hits. Uh, Couldn't quite get the grip right, so he kept going back to baseball grip, but he managed to break the handle off a few bats. So quite quite a story there.
0: Casey Stoner.
6: Ooh, Casey Stoner. Gee, guys like him, they choose a sport where your life can be gone in a split second. Very, very ultra competitive people, him and the others. I would have to be stoned to do what these sort of guys did, particularly him. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Ooh, lots of brawn, but not much brains. Not to be remembered for bringing integrity to boxing. Made a fortune, lost a fortune, and bit off his opponent's ear. What else can I say? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, top guy, did it all for his chosen sport and and went out on his own terms, which is rare in the modern game sport, Better better than pushing the limits and getting a serious injury that would put him in a wheelchair or something for the rest of his life, so well done. Mark Jackson. Mark Jacko Jackson, quite a showman and regarded by some as a clown, but still topped the goal kicking at three VFL clubs as I, and as I understand it, he never smoked or drank alcohol. Sebastian Coe. Oh, Sebastian Coe. Well, the Poms need a hero. They don't win too many things. and He's done very well, done, done a lot for sport, and a great athlete, and a terrific bloke to boot.
0: Adam Gilchrist.
6: Oh, Gilly, a true cricketer. The way he conducted his cricket is why people like myself love the game. I still have a pair of his ACB tracksuit pants as a souvenir.
0: Anthony Kuda
6: <coughs> Oh, King Kuda. I'm a bit biased here because I'm a Carlton supporter, but probably the best all-round footballer that I've seen alive. Considered by many as the most powerful and athletic player of all time. An absolute living legend.
0: Tonya, I'm sorry, there's the bell. The time's up there, uh, T-Bone. There goes the timer. But uh, yeah. No worries, fellas. Oh, you've done really well. It was a great performance. And how do you think you went?
6: Oh, don't know actually I I sort of back my judgement on sport I like sport Good stuff, hey, guess what,
0: you've scored 12 Correct there, T-Bone So you've you've won the prize
6: How do you feel with that? Can't (laughs) complain about that
0: Uh, It's been wonderful to have you on the show there, T-Bone What's your uh, favourite episode so far of The Gloves Are Off?
6: Uh, Probably The Fan, I think That would be my favourite
0: Oh, Fan was a good one Thanks for your superb effort, T-Bone And keep listening to The Gloves Are Off
6: All right, well done to the crew at 91.3 Sport FM and the gloves are off. So bye for now, fellas. Bye indeed.
0: Absolutely So oh, come on T-bone. rampant, Rye What did you think of T-Bone from Westminster? Wow, he could talk uh, Informative, knowledgeable I thought he did really well He,
1: he sort of answered all our questions uh, We don't have to do a review on it, do we?
0: sort of want to say the sport But
5: look We, oh, come we, on, mate. we can pick rambling up rambling
0: on about the sports stars Tony McHale's out there and gave it the big oh, tick and yeah, got 12 fair enough. What are you talking and about? Look, just running through the correct answers I just want to say T-Bone has already delivered the life history of each of them Yeah, great. So we'll just do what T-Bone was supposed to do And name their sport Oh, and did, the he? first one was Jane Torval, The great figure skater and Alan Lamb, cricketer Boris Becker, three times Wimbledon tennis champion Teddy Whitten, champion
1: footballer Babe Ruth, the greatest baseball player ever nah, Casey Stoner, motorbike rider Mike Tyson, boxing Tom Brady, NFL Mark Jackson, great goal kicker, football Yeah, Sebastian Coe, athletics Adam Gilchrist, cricket Anthony Coutafides
0: Football, AFL. And Tonya Harding, figure skating. Oh, I tell you, another exceptional edition of Stars in 45. Oh, no, it sure was, yes. No wonder Forbes magazine has listed Stars in 45 at number six in sports quizzes for richness of experience. You're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Duty Good Eto and Ride Driver on Sport FM 91.3, and we're talking sacked. Join the show and you could win $100 cash from Adrian Slater Mortgage Broking Services.
1: Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning?
0: Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stress-less, personable approach. With 22 years of
1: experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances.
0: In a pleasant and professional manner. Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services.
1: Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772 now.
0: Easy, it could be yield. You could walk away with
1: $100 in the hand.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. Barry Hall was unbelievable. He racked up a sacking as a player, but also as a commentator. Do you remember? Yeah, didn't he make
1: an inappropriate comment on air about Lee Montana's wife, if I do remember? Did he yeah. ever? Yeah. Yes.
0: The comments were completely vile and disrespectful to women. And there were three Dills plus Montagna on air with him who erupted into raucous laughter at Hall's despicable comments as if they were mildly humorous. Nathan Brown, Mark Howard and Damien Barrett. Dills, dumb, thick as bricks, boorish Neanderthal. Paul was sacked immediately, but the others escaped any consequence. Mm, we seem
1: to forgive and forget mm. quite
0: easily at times,
1: don't we? Oh, we do. Hey,
0: Wayne Kerry was sacked from
1: North Melbourne for his affair with Anthony Stephen's wife, then faced charges involving violence and disrespect for women, and then found himself a nice media job as a model citizen.
0: Come no. on, explain that oh, to me. I, I can't. Gary Lyon took off with Billy Branles 's wife, then took some time off, and then he was welcomed back to into the media as, as if nothing had happened. Tommy Docherty
1: was sacked as Manchester United manager in 1977 for his affair with the physio's wife.
0: Uh, didn't he coach a Sydney or Melbourne soccer team in the 80s? He, yes, yeah, he did. So. On the ball yeah. as usual, right? Good one. John Terry was sacked as England captain in 2010 for his alleged affair with the teammate's wife. What's
1: going on with these footballers?
0: <sighs> I hey, surely they
1: encouraged everyone to share the ball when playing, share the success of winning, but don't share each other's
0: wives. They all got booted out at some stage. Yep. Did they think that they were irreplaceable? <laughs>
3: Have
0: you got some good sacking examples from the waffle ride? Chris from Melville, a prominent Perth supporter, has listed a number of Perth coaches who were sacked.
1: Alan Joyce, Mm. David Glasgow, Carlton. Yeah, that's him. Ian Miller. Tom Tom Mullooly Robert Wiley Times 2 Ken Armstrong Gary Armstrong Louis Armstrong Andrew (laughs) Jarman Simon (laughs) Eastoff Mel Brown And Stan
0: Magro Wow Damn good football names there That Perth have had are you sure anybody had the courage to sack Mel Brown and Stan Magro and still be in one piece?
1: Oh, I'd like to be <laughs> Incidentally,
0: uh, yeah. Chris from Melville comes from a great Perth footballing family with his uncle, described on Yesterday's Hero by Brian Sigatosto, as tough as nails. Greg Brio. That's him. What about your mob, the
1: South Fremantle Bulldogs, beating the Claremont Tigers in the 2020 Waffle Grand Final that got Darren Harris the uh, boot? Yeah, hey? Three points, three points, harsh, no love lost there Bye bye love,
3: bye bye happiness Hello loneliness, I think I'm going to cry Bye bye
0: love Talking of love, I love the next segment of the show Hit us with some more of Yesterday's Hero Welcome to Yesterday's Hero With this summary, see if you can
1: guess who the star from yesterday is
0: Mate, I'm absolutely inspired and pumped to get this one right driver.
1: You say that every week. Yeah. He played 236 games for the West Perth Cardies between 1977 and 1989, winning the club fairest and best in 1981, 1984 and 1989. He played state footy against South Australia and Victoria in 1981, 1987 and 1988. Fast and agile, prolific ball winner, extremely skillful with exceptional balance and poise. He was outstandingly fair with eyes only for the ball. He received an offer to play for Fitzroy in 1981 but declined. In 2000, he was selected in West Perth's Team of the Century playing on a wing.
0: So, who do you think? Have a guess. I absolutely know that this is Ross Gibbs. Yeah, mm. Gibbsy. His son played at Carlton and Adelaide. Not Gibbsy. Good oh, guess, but come on, on the right track. Well, uh, uh, maybe Bill Valley. He was pretty oh, good, a little midfielder. Oh,
6: great player, wasn't right? he?
0: Yeah, no, not Bill Valley. Oh, little no. ball magnet. Uh, okay, I mean Rod Alderton. He played on a wing oh, there yeah. for a while. Good player. Or, um, One of his mates, Shane Sheridan. Come oh, on, oh, had long hair. Yeah, He's finished at South. South, South Mammal. Mammal. Won a sense of medal, and you've got him on yesterday's hero. Sorry, mate. No. Oh, come on. Welcome to yesterday's hero.
1: Peter Managlia
0: Ah, oh, brilliant. How did you get Menegs? Oh, I tell and you, it wasn't easy, mate, but we got him This guy's a champion
4: Thanks very much, It's Good to be with you And uh, hello to all the Waffle fans out there Ah,
1: oh, great. Let's kick off with a word association With the first thought that comes to mind Mel Winnon
4: Uh, The consummate footballer, balanced, fair, absolute delight to watch. Yeah, he was a great footballer. Bill Dempsey? Uh, Laid back, very funny man, and definitely one of the best two ruckmen for West Perth. John Wynn? John's a very creative thinker, thinks outside the box. I think uh, on the field, not that I played with John, but I think he was quite strong and ruthless.
1: John Duckworth?
4: Uh, Fiercely protective of his teammates. He was strong. He was quick, and we probably looked to him as a bit of an enforcer. I think. Yeah, tough.
1: Dennis Cometti,
4: meticulous planner, a great communicator, and creative with his uh, with his training skills. Really enjoyed t- Dennis's time at the club. The Cracker Brothers. Oh, they could make or break a game, couldn't they? They were deadly by by hand and foot. Um, very mild mannered guys, generally. Material skills. And did everything with ease. They had that synergy between them that people know about. Fantastic. Graham Campbell. Graham Campbell was my first coach. So I look back very fondly on, uh, with, with Graham. He gave me the opportunity and, uh, was up there with Dennis as probably the best coach I had.
1: The move to Joondalup?
4: Uh, the move to Joondalup probably had to be done. Uh, the thing, and, and I think, uh, it resulted in some good, good following years for West Perth with premierships. They needed that catchment area, but disappointing to see East Perth and uh, Subiaco at uh, Leaderville Oval straight after we left.
1: Now, we're going to soar in a different direction here, Peter. Yep. Growing up,
4: who were your heroes? Uh, Look, believe it or not, and I'm sorry to say this for the West Perthies, but I was an East Perth supporter as a kid, (laughs) a very strong East Perth supporter. I used to go to catch the bus to Perth Oval. Yep. Um, Derek Derek Chadwick stands Mm, out as as a player. Certainly Barry Cable I, I admired. Uh, Ken McCauley, and uh, one of the one of the players at West Perth that I really loved to watch pr- prior to me getting down to Leaderville was Leon O'Dwyer, Toto O'Dwyer in the back yeah, pocket. Loved a, watching him play.
1: Ended up coaching Northampton, I think, to several premierships. Hardest opponent?
4: Gee, that's a that's a toughie. <laughs>
1: I'm
4: probably going to roll out some names here. Uh, Morris Rioli. Um, I often played on him. Phil Narkle was a, a, a great adversary, great great guy, great player. Phil Kelly um, won some Sandover yeah. medals. I think he got three votes on me when he, when he actually clinched the Sandover. Oh, <laughs> ah, when he put
1: um, uh, Stephen Michael out of the picture, controversially.
4: Right, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dalton Gooding, I remember, uh, as a very good player to mm. play against for Claremont early in the day. Nicky Winmar, Mark Besto, super strong, very strong individuals and obviously could, could push me off the ball but yeah they're probably the hardest opponents I've played against
1: The club with the most feral
5: supporters?
4: I'm sorry to say this for Roy, but I think it's, for me it was probably Swan District oh, the rivalry the, the rivalry with that. that Phil Narkle and I had created a bit of a frenzy in the McDonald's stand on, on many an occasion
1: I'm happy with that thanks <laughs> Peter typical yeah Best
4: teammates? Uh, look, Corey Buick uh, would be there. Uh, Rod Alderton yeah. um, was always people remember Rod at full forward. Les Fong, obviously a uh, legend at the club. But guys like John Gavranich, Craig Nelson, who who were ruckmen when I was if I was playing in the centre, we had a bit of a synergy going there. Great guys. Uh, Jeff Hendricks. And um, really enjoyed my time with George McElchick, an old East Perth yeah, who came across to West Perth. He, he was a great, great fellow to have at the club at that time and became a good friend. Mm.
1: Greatest player you played with?
4: Probably right at the beginning of my career. I, I really admired the way that Barry Day for West Perth, who I think went on to play with Essendon. Mm. Um, he was just such a, a fluid mover and excellent ball skills, had the height to take good marks, and possibly Brian Adamson. Um, who I had a bit of a synergy with coming out of the middle and pinpointing the ball to Brian. He he was a a wonderful centre-half forward. Yes, what a
1: great aerialist he was, Brian Adamson. Finest coach, Peter?
4: Uh, Look, I'd I'd have to say uh, Graham Campbell was, was the most influential on me. He was a very instructive coach. And, you know, a lot of people think that league footballers uh, you know, should know it all. Well they don't and and coaches need to point out little tricks to them. Yep. And I learned quite a few tricks through um Graham Campbell. But I also really enjoyed my time with uh Dennis Committee as well. They were both very good motivators. Uh, Graham was a wonderful really give a very good motivational speech yep. as could Dennis and they're both both very instructive.
1: So moving into something a little bit lighter to finish off with, uh your favorite movie?
4: Probably the, the eye of the needle mm. with Donald, Donald Sutherland, who's one of my, one of my most popular <laughs> favourite, um, actors.
1: Yeah, left field. Uh, preferred subjects at school.
4: Uh, obviously all I did <laughs> from, at, in, in every break was kick the footy. So probably the, the phys ed, the phys ed lessons I always enjoyed, whether it be football, hockey, rugby, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Probably geography, enjoy geography and and sport would be the two that stick in my mind, I think. Favourite music group? Uh, I like a bit of Hotel California, so I like the Eagles, I like the ballad type um, songs and and, uh, really enjoy the music of James Taylor. Hobbies? I play golf regularly, but I never practice, so I don't get any better. I have an interest in aviation. I do a bit of flying. I have my pilot, uh, private pilot's licence with a good friend um, who also played a bit of footy at West Perth, Paul Ramsey. I um some reserves and some league games there. We we have a plane down at Jandakot that we really enjoy uh, flying at the moment.
1: And family?
4: Yes, I've been married for over 40 years to Michelle. We have three uh, lovely children, Sophie, Olivia and Thomas. We're looking forward this year to Sophie getting married. She's getting married in April. Something to look forward to.
1: Mm-hmm. So here's a big one. Who would play you in the movie? Peter Minaglio?
4: I think in the movie Peter (laughs) Monaccio,
3: let
4: me think here, I think it's a bit of a cross between a couple of people, probably Danny DeVito and uh, Robert De Niro, (laughs) could be a good combination I think, got to have a little bit of an Italian Italian influence there. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. Look, do you miss the tribal gatherings um, of the Waffle in yesteryear?
4: Those times were wonderful times with big crowds, Mm. a lot of excitement, a lot of pressure, but I look back on that era very, very fondly. And I played two seasons with West Perth. The last two seasons of, of my career would have been um, 88 and 89. And the crowds um, reduced from 15, 20, 25,000 down to 1,500, yeah. 2,000 when the Eagles came in. Mm. And it, it, was, it was difficult. To comprehend the reduction in the excitement and in the crowd as a player. And that, that, that was very, very disappointing. I don't think you can recreate that. Um, that was a wonderful era, no you're, doubt about it. You're a Richmond Tiger supporter. Can I you... am a Richmond t- Tiger supporter, yep, yes. Yep. Um, I, I took uh, my, my son Thomas down to see Richmond when I, when I was playing, um, many, many years ago. He would have been about six. And, uh, and he he wanted to go down and see uh, the, the football team who were practicing at Kitchener Park, and so we took him down to Richmond and then into the Oval, and he met some of his some of his Richmond idols. some of the old old Richmond idols, and uh, from then on he's been a mad. Richmond supporter and I've I've become a Richmond supporter simply from that time because he was.
1: So I'll finish with, on two occasions West Perth kicked a higher score of 37 goals 17 in 1981 against East Fremantle at Leederville Oval and then in 1987 versus South Fremantle also at Leederville Oval. Did you play in any of those games and did you kick any goals?
4: I, I'm pretty sure I played in both games and I think I have kicked a couple of goals in each game. I do remember uh, 1987 the versus South Fremantle game. I think we kicked 12 goals in the second quarter, 10 goals in the third quarter, and 10 <laughs> goals in the last quarter. Good. Um, we, we've been in that position too. We've been yes. absolutely flogged by teams on occasions, and we've had our downtimes as well. But when you look back and think, that The team kicked twelve in the second, ten in the third, and mm. ten in the fourth. Wow, that's, that's pretty good. Imagine the crowd, the West Perth crowd at that time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll leave it there. Uh, look, thanks for being on the Gloves Are Off with yesterday's hero. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Peter Menaglio.
4: Thanks very much. Roy. I really appreciate the opportunity. I've enjoyed talking to you.
0: I tell you what, Peter Managlio was a superb player, so beautifully balanced with wonderful disposal. Yesterday's hero is an awesome part of the show, and so good of John Paul Young to drop into the studio Mm -hmm. every week just to sing the opening jingle. What a guy. Ah, Mike from Ridgewood again.
4: He's back. Mike. He's back. Hi, fellas. Yeah, Yeah, back with a late entry. Yeah. Um, Look, just let me know if somebody said this one already, but Mark Harvey from Fremantle.
0: (laughs) Oh, Mark Harvey. Yeah. No, no,
4: not the quiz. I,
5: yeah, just has that one been brought up already?
0: Oh, as far as getting sacked. Very controversial, yeah. oh, wasn't it? The old Mark Harvey dismissal. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah. Fremantle no, snuck Ross Lyon in. Yep. And for one yep. time in their history, there wasn't a leak. No. We didn't know what was going on. And Ross Lyon was the man. He snuck in.
4: No, yeah. I, th- I thought that one was a good one, fellas. It was brutal. It was swift. And uh, yeah, I think um, my controversial opinion is it was the right decision.
0: Hars nah, was one. very popular with Fremantle. He was. Ross Lyon took him to a grand final. Yep. Mike from Ridgewood, keep calling. Thank you very much. Thanks, Wes. How Mate, are you, Rod from if Success? That's Rod from Success. Oh, yeah. He would have loved that Did you
1: yesterday's like that bit hero. About, um, oh,
0: absolutely.
7: Uh, yeah, I remember him. Um, my greatest memory of him was his marking. Oh, is that aerials. Right?
0: Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, I remember yeah, him. Um, big torpedo punt.
7: As long as we were kicking to the leadable end or away from the city. Oh, yeah. Because I was him down as playing on a wing. I, yep. Um,
0: yep. His majority I mean, of his footy was Yeah, on I reckon the wing. his best footy was on the wing. Yep.
7: Yeah, because he, he played on Moritrioli. I thought Moritrioli was a but, um
1: Well, I think occasionally he did move into this pivot and play yeah. in the centre.
0: Yeah. Yep.
7: Yeah. Um, and you mentioned his two favourite coaches, uh, which to this day are my two
5: favourite coaches, Graham Campbell. There you go. Rest in peace
7: and and Dennis Kamidi. I ran into Peter and It there was a special guest, him and Ben Jagger, Ross Punster, uh, two blokes there. Uh at at Perth of all places. Um oh, yeah. I'm very pleased to say, I haven't said this on air before, but my boy's last birthday, yeah. Aaron Bracken Keegan not, his two favourite players, yep. came to my place uh for his birthday. Uh, and really? given that they live in June Club and I live in success, that's a bit of a high. Oh. And um I showed him my all time uh ever West Perth team at but it's not the best. It has to, it has to be my favourite players at, the, yeah, you know, at whatever time. Did those guys get a
1: run? Did Keegan not get a Sorry.
7: run? Yeah, well, we haven't had a long history of, of small forwards. In fact, in the 70s and 80s, they didn't exist. It was all resting rovers, you know. Um, yeah, Blackie, Blackie got in as um, as one of the two vice-captains, along with Lizzie yeah. Fong, and Keegan lost our small forward yet. Yeah, there uh, is in it because he was one of my favourites at the time, so they're the rules. Um, and he mentioned John Duckworth, and John Duckworth, you know, as the captain, because he's my favourite player of all time. And just quickly, on the sacking one, in 1977, Barry Cable went to North Melbourne, and he and Miller tried to go to North Melbourne, but Perth wouldn't release him. And when they came back in 78, um, so Miller was made to sit out in 77. When they came back in 78, Perth said, we've covered you, we don't need you. Yeah, And Barry Cable went on to go to East Perth and so did Ian Miller.
1: Yeah, big He'd captain.
7: he captain, oh, he might have been coached there. And they ended up beating Perth in the grand final, mm-hmm. and Miller might have got the POG, yeah. I don't know. But he anyway, got
0: the some uh, medal correct? He did.
7: So we don't want you, we've won two in a row, they or off.
0: Talking
1: about that the other day with Dirty Gordito and we agreed that it was a fatal mistake.
0: Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Why yeah. not take Ian Miller on? Ian Miller was happy to come back and play for his old club, Perth, but they weren't going to give him no. any more than the average player as far as the dollar goes. And he thought, well, I might go with my mate Cabe's off to East Perth. And no. Of course, Cable wanted to coach and no. Perth had Ken Armstrong in the chair. And history tells us that two points in that wet weather game. Oh, what a wet old day! Disaster hey, kicking seven. Yep. Good on you, Rod. Yeah, success, Rod's on success. it to be all Perth history there. Yeah. And as long as Brian Adamson's in your best ever favourite team, I don't mind. Yeah. Cheers, mate.
7: No problems at all with that one.
0: Thank you, Rod. We're going to kick on there again, ride driver. I reckon you must have another text there, have you? I've got a text here from Laurie from Kensington oh, yeah? reminding us of Kimmy Hughes resigning as Australian captain. Well, Kim Hughes, of course, fell into the Australian cricket captaincy when Graham Yellop was injured back during the, uh, the Pakistan series in 1979. Hughes was captain whenever Greg Chappell was unavailable Yeah, well, Greg was unavailable <laughs> regularly, wasn't he? He missed the 1981 Tour
1: of England, the 1982 Tour of Pakistan and the 1983 World Cup in England yeah, He
0: cited so... business reasons, uh, but I, I don't know I reckon Greg, he was sitting back with his feet up watching a bit of Get Smart and uh, Gilligan's Island yeah, F Troop, uh, Star Trek <laughs> I Dream of Jeannie, maybe yeah, mate. When yes. Chapel Lillian, Marshall retired in 1984, Hughes was captain of an ordinary Australian team that had to play five tests against the mighty West Indies in the West Indies, immediately followed by five tests against West Indies in Australia. Not surprisingly, Australia struggled. Well, let's be honest. His batting did suffer, yes. didn't it? Enormously. But he had a lot of pressure, scrutiny from the media. Pretty unfair. After Australia was beaten in the second test at Brisbane, he attempted to make a public statement.
5: The constant speculation, criticism... An innuendo by former players and section of the media over the past four or five years have finally taken their toll it is in the interest of the team it is in, in the interest of the team Australian cricket on. Do you Yes, thank
3: you.
0: Of course, Kim here is is a favourite here at 91.3. He talks to Mercurial, Matt, every week or so. And then Alan Border took over as Australian captain. At first, very reluctantly, oh, Border turned out to be a
1: fine captain, yeah. however, winning the 1987 World Cup and smashing England 4-0 in 1989
0: to regain the ashes. Some coaches, coaches copped it in the neck after doing what appeared to be a very successful job. Yeah. What well, a big Ron Alexander. He won 11 and lost 11 in the first season of the West Coast Eagles in 1987. Unlucky. Yet was sacked. Alex Jezalenko was captain coach of the Carlton Premiership team in 1979, then sent packing to St Kilda in 1980. Jezal was a victim of backing the wrong bloke for the president. And as a legend of the Blues... Pretty poor effort, I reckon, oh. hey? David Parkin came in, won two premierships, then was sacked in 1985, only to return in 1991 to win another flag in '95. You'd think that grand finals and premierships might be enough credit to avoid being sacked, but what about
1: the great Malcolm Blight?
0: Oh, it's a big kick, it's a massive kick. A kick. Blight took Geelong to three grand finals and your Adelaide to two premierships. Pretty decent record, yeah. but... He lasted 15 games with St Kilda in
1: 2001 before he was sacked.
3: Bright was called through Moorabbin and in a very public execution, removed from the post. 15 matches,
6: 3 wins, at a cost of $1 million was the sum total that the Black reigned. And to all the St Kilda supporters, I am dreadfully sorry that the ride was so short and ended this way.
0: In one of the more bizarre sackings you're going to love this one, ride driver yeah. and lively listeners Julian Allsop was sacked in 2005 from the Oxford United Football Club for attempting to indecently assault a teammate with a banana.. Okay. Did you make that banana story up? No, true, 100%. Dito, hey. It is true. Time now to throw ourselves into the shiny new segment, the latest edition of The Gloves Are Off, Dilemma Destruction.
3: tell me
0: Dilemma Destruction gives you, the lively listener, the opportunity to present Dirty Gordito and Ride Driver with a sporting dilemma that you would like us to solve. This week, we've got a request from Claire from Claremont. Oh, good old Claire. Dear Duty and Rye, the holding the ball rule changes interpretation so regularly, yet it always leaves the fans, media and even the players confused and frustrated. Can you please solve this dilemma? Well, I'm pleased you asked, Claire, because I could tidy this one up for the AFL in no time. They just need to adopt one of the rules from another popular sport. In soccer, you can't touch the ball with your
1: hands, a revolutionary solution, but there would be a Maradona out there somewhere who would abuse that rule. Yeah. Or no tackling like basketball could solve it pretty quickly. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Mm.
0: Or you lose the ball if it hits the ground like volleyball. Yeah. Mm. So, what rule did you have in mind to solve this problem, Dirty? Okay, this is the solution, mate. The netball three second rule. If a player holds the ball for longer than three seconds, they're holding the ball. Simple. Ah, great idea. Not sure
1: Phil Manassa or Mick McGowan would agree. I have a request here from Connie from Connolly. Good, good. Dear Ryan Dirty. How will the new Australian cricket coach ensure that he or she does not suffer the same fate as Justin Langer? Oh, an Mm. excellent question and a genuine concern
0: for whoever takes over that role, Dirty. Oh, absolutely. I like this. Obviously, positive relationships are everything now with coaching. That's right. So I suggest that the new coach lets
1: the players be themselves and try not to over-instruct or demand or advise them in any way that could be construed as controlling. Basically, don't coach them. The new coach needs to organise a couple of team parties and dinners and social gatherings. Make sure the players are always happy and probably keep out of the cricket side of things as much as possible.
0: Definitely no stern looks or criticism of players. No, the days of coaches acting like coaches have long gone. We have one more dilemma to destroy today, mate. Trevor from Trigg writes, Dear duty and Rye, how can we stop the pathetic, lily-livered, weak-kneed, faint-hearted, weak-as-water diving of soccer players? Oh, don't hold back there, Trevor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if stoning was legal, Trevor would have a solution.
0: <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Well, it is so ingrained in the game now with players that a tougher line needs to be taken. Any player who goes down with a supposed leg injury has two choices. Yep. Get carried off on a stretcher and miss a minimum of four games... Or, if they choose to miraculously recover and wish to play on, the opposition can invoke the Kerrigan Maneuver. Oh, what's the Kerrigan Maneuver again, please? Named after Nancy ah, Kerrigan. Yeah, One swift strike at the naked shins with an iron bar. If the player still wishes to play on, good luck to him. ah three more dilemmas destroyed there. Yeah. If you wish to
1: send us an issue that only Dirty and Rye can solve, just text us here on 913. 913 or comment on our website on www.theglovesareoff.com.au or on our Facebook page. So I've got a question for you, Dirty World Detail. Why do
0: so many
1: coaches get
0: the sack? Well, I think in a lot of cases, it's impatient sponsors who have invested a lot of money and they demand fairly instant results. Yeah. The media needs something emotional and controversial to talk about, so they drag up names to be sacked with possible replacements and, and the fans get involved. Frustrated fans, you know, little of the inner workings of the sporting club they follow, start to think the grass is greener with somebody else. We're told every year that it's an emotional game. Oh, yeah, what a Come great answer. excuse that is. Oh. Clubs without strong and stable leadership give in to the outside pressures and go for the short-term fix to appease disgruntled sponsors and fans. The history of Australian football suggests that clubs who sack less and persevere more are more successful than clubs who chop and change leadership regularly. Oh, look out. Hang on. Hang on. This must be serious. Both Minho and uh, Jellignite, Jack
1: Corshaw, are tapping on the door. Remind us to wind it up
0: yeah, Good to see Minnow yeah. wearing his Palais autograph Brazil soccer top So anyway, look, seriously Who are the prize winners today? Well, 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 Big G from East Perth Came through with the Pancho's vouch for the quirky quiz question oh. By answering correctly Tom Hafey. Now mm-hmm. come on rambunctious Rye Who wins the $100 cash for the laudable listener this week? The Adrian Slater Mortgage
1: Broking Services $100 prize Goes to Brian from Burns Beach.
0: Brian!
3: And the put on you!
0: Just snuck in there. Didn't we have some oh. calls with Emma from Bayswater? We had Rod from Success. Mike from Ridgewood times two. Yeah. Have we missed anyone? Oh, an excellent choice there, mate, with Brian. The gloves are off, continues to climb in popularity. I believe this week we've hit the top ten in Pretoria, Sucre, Copenhagen, and Ankara. Turkey? Hey! That's it. Don't uh, call me Turkey. No,
1: we might be number one in Moscow. But we will politely be declining Vladimir's invitation to perform The Gloves Are Off on ice this year. That's right. No, Vlad's, he's blowing it. He's not our friend at the moment. And we don't care if he takes down our portrait from the Kremlin.
0: That's true. Yeah. However, we are racing up the chance now in North Korea, now that Kim Jong-un is on board. He has set up a Gloves Are Off advertising billboard on the Juche Tower. Oh, it does not look great we challenge all listeners to join the gloves are off again here next Tuesday same bat time same bat channel here on Sport FM 91.3 so today we'll finish again with a
1: classic from the great Ray Charles in honour of all the players coaches managers administrators who have been sacked
0: from Dirty Gorito it's ciao for now and
1: bye from Ray Home loan terminology leave your head spinning.
0: Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his
1: stress-less, personable approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances.
0: In a pleasant and professional manner, Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services.
1: Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772.